Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, indeed. And the guy that's going to help you keep it running is in the form of Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician. You can find Dan all the time, at least much of the time, at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Maybe sometimes more than you want to be there. Well, you're a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. I, yeah, I probably you not, like I'm probably not there more than I want. No, uh, no. You but, like uh, the work. I like the work. You yeah. had for a long yeah, time. Yeah, that's good. So, that keeps you healthy. It ke- well, you know, I say that. I, yeah. I I get down and up, up and down off the floor thirty times a day. You know, setting the hoist to lift up a car. So. You don't have to go work out. <laughs> no, that's what <laughs> I call it. My day. workout. In fact. As sore as I am most nights when I get home, I figure that's been a good workout yeah, today. Yeah, so that's true. Right. Yeah. Help a lot of people. You help everybody uh, here on CCO. You know, my father-in-law used to say that if you're, uh, if you, you know, when my wife would go out running or something, he said, if you want to, if you want some exercise, I got plenty to do out in the barnyard. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Dan has helped us out here on CCO, helped you out for many, many years, 25, I think we figured. Uh, if you have any kind of a car care question, call it in or text it in. But keep in mind, don't wait, because Dan uh, is with us till about seven forty-five, and uh, making way for Jack Farrell. Then, so call now or send a text if that's easier. Here's our phone number. Folks are already calling in six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Send a text at eight one eight zero seven if that's easier. And if you need to take your vehicle into your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, uh, call Dan or text Dan. It'll give you some idea of what might be wrong with uh, with your vehicle. All right? So call us or text us. You and I were talking before we uh, went on about tire pressure. And uh, a couple of my cars, well, Tony's and mine, uh, both show the pressure, the PSI mm-hmm. on each tire. Uh, the other one does not. It just will give you a light if it's low. Right. And I, I thought I was driving back from Mankato uh, Thursday thinking, wait a minute, this looks like it's there, there's too much friction on the <laughs> pavement. And it's uh, um, and I thought, is there too much uh, pressure? Had I put too much air in those tires? Yeah. I mean, no, I never it, used to think about well, that. You shouldn't. First oh, okay. of all, quit looking. Turn that turn that turn it scr- off. Turn all that right. screen off and look at something more interesting. But. But, but how about uh, the road while I'm driving? Yeah, how about yeah. the road while you're driving? But the truth, the truth is, uh, that does not surprise me at all. That as a as a tire warms up, as oxygen warms up, it expands, and of course that's going to raise the pressure inside your tires. So it does not surprise me that it goes through up three or four uh, psi yeah. Yeah. from driving. And if you read the label on the on the uh, door of your car carefully, it says cold pressure. So mm-hmm. that's what it wants on, uh, or that's how much air it wants in it when it's cold. And now I don't know if they mean Minnesota cold pressure. Well, that's but, a good point. <laughs> but at any rate, this time of year, uh, people are lined up at our door. Will you check the air in my tires because my light is on? Yeah. Which, of course, you know, we do several a day and they're always low and that's very normal. You know, the the opposite has happened now. Uh, we set the tires to a cold pressure when it was 90 degrees out, 
and now the temperature is down 60 degrees, and, of course, the pressure is going to drop. Uh, that's just normal. That's, that's yeah. physics. That's the way it goes. And so, if, you, if your wheels have corrosion or oxidation where the tire meets the... Uh, oh, yeah, if it leaks. That's a, if it leaks, right. that's yeah. another issue. But yeah. I'm saying even if it yeah. doesn't leak, there's going to be variant, it variables. Drops. It just sure. happens. So yeah. that's just the way it goes. And, and don't, you know, don't be over-concerned. That's, All right. It, you know, but two, two things about that. Number one is you'll find, you will find <clears throat> that those readouts are very accurate. Interesting. You can trust that. Huh. And secondly, if your light goes on, Believe it. It means that your tires are low and, yeah. they, and they, need don't to, wait. they need attention. Well, if you wait too long, you're going to have a flat tire. Yeah. So uh, don't do that. If your light goes on, bring it to me or somebody and have it taken care of. Let's go to the phones. I think Monica, it's funny we're talking about tires. I think Monica may have a question about tire. Monica, good morning. What is your question? Good morning. I have a 2004 Escape, and I got it back from the um, dealership. They had to realign the front end because they misaligned it for the last four months. I've been driving that way. So when I went to pick the car up, they said the tires were cupped. Um, they're not, and they explained it, it's not as round as they should be. So then they said, um, eventually I should need to replace my tires. But now that they're realigned correctly, they may reverse themselves. So I need your comment on that. And then how am I as a driver supposed to know if and when they reverse? back to normal, and how the upcoming weather impacts driving, stopping with cupped wheels. And then my last one was the PSI. It's supposed to be 30 in my car, and I noticed about a week after I got it back, the front tires were it set at 35, and I put them back to 30, but again, with the cupped tires, maybe they purposely put them up to 35. <laughs> so those well. Some yeah. good questions. They they are good questions. First of all, don't worry about the cupped tires. They will there's a very good chance that now that the alignment is correct that they'll get smooth again. And that's all that's wrong is the tires are first of all, it's not going to affect unless they're severely cupped, but if they're slightly cupped, it's not going to affect the performance at all. It'll be just fine. It's uh the tires are just not quite as flat as they would normally be. They have a wear pattern that gets that gets worn into them. It's a very very common wear pattern. We look for that wear pattern to see if maybe there's some uh, front end problems if the suspension parts aren't working correctly. Um, but uh, there's a good chance that it'll get flat. If it doesn't, that's fine too. It'll just uh, the tires will just continue to wear until it's time to get new tires, and uh, it'll be fine. The only thing is, if the cupping gets worse, you might start to hear them. That's mm. what the people come in complaining about Noisy a growl tires, from yeah. their tires, and uh, if there's a growl from the tires, the uh, the uh, cupping is what causes that. So, and how can you tell by looking at it? I, if you if you rub your hand up, uh, uh, across it in one direction, you'll it'll feel like it's smooth, and if you run your hand back in the other direction, you'll feel ridges, mm. and so. When you don't feel ridges in either direction, that's how you know if it's if it's uh, perfectly smooth. And with regards to the tire pressure, put the tire pressures exactly at uh, the pressures that are marked on your door jam or on the door, the driver's door. Somewhere it tells you how much air to put in the tires. Put that much air in the tires and they'll be just fine. Okay. All right, Monica. Good luck with that. Uh, Dan is calling from Clear Lake with a uh, question. Dan, uh, you're uh, on the air with Dan. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. So you got a 2003 Crown Victoria 
was looking to put snow tires on it. How important is it to put snow tires on all four tires as opposed to just the rear wheel tires? Well, uh, I mean, it's fine. If Well, I shouldn't say it's fine. They, re- they certainly recommend all four. Back in the day, we, with a rear-wheel drive vehicle, we used to put tire or snow tires on the back of the t- of the uh, car, and that's mostly because the tire technology wasn't advanced enough to where you could put could put them on the front, and they'd steer and handle and and work properly. Now technology has changed on tires, so it it is uh, you know very possible and 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 actually recommended that you put snow tires on all four wheels. And I would recommend that also. The If you put them on just the rear, certainly you'll have better traction and you'll get where you're going, but it'll do nothing to help with stopping or steering. And and that's, to me, just as important. If if I'm going to get going, I want to yeah, be able to stop good, good properly point. too. So a good point. Uh, I think that if you're going to do it and it's a good idea, then you should invest in, in get all four. All right. Good luck, Dan. Thank you. I want to take Bruce's call next, and then we'll grab some uh, text messages after the break. But uh, let's see. Bruce, what is your question for Dan? Yeah, good morning. Morning. See, Dan, the last uh, two times I've filled the car with gas, the following morning when I go to start it, it starts extremely rough. It's almost like it's chugs, like kind of reminds me of my snowblower, actually, when I started. (laughs) And... uh, uh, it's a 2011 Hyundai Genesis Coupe, and uh, I'm wondering, is it could it be I'm getting some moisture in the gas tank, or I don't know what it is. Yeah, is the your check engine light on or no? Yeah, it did come on. Yeah, so that's that's where your problem is. The gas or the gas tank system is supposed to be a sealed system, and part of the control of that sealed system is a vacuum with the engine. If one of those valves isn't closing properly, when you're filling the car with gas, it's actually uh, getting some gas, at least vapors, you know, possibly some liquid even, into the engine or into that system. And then when you park the car, that fuel drips into the uh, engine until the until that vacuum system gets cleaned out properly. And uh, so it actually is flooded when you're starting the car. So mm. if you deal with your check engine light, that will take care of your starting problem after you get gas. Take it in. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have to take a quick break here. When we come back, uh, Dan, let's grab some text messages. There's a bunch of those that have uh, come in. We don't want to forget about that. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, which is located uh, where on Grand Avenue? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call. Not today. We're gone for, close we're gone today. for the holiday weekend. But, but you are uh, open generally. Most Saturdays, Saturday mornings yeah. we're open, yeah, yeah, at 651-228-1316. Made me wonder why I dressed for work this morning. <laughs> It's habit after all these years. Isn't that funny here? I show up in my work clothes and work clothes, but that's okay. All right. Well, Dan, uh, we'll, we'll mention that too, how to get in touch with Dan before he leaves. Now, Dan's going to be here for till about 745 or so. We have a bunch of text messages and uh, calls too. We, we get this, it seems like, every week. And that question is about aftermarket remote starts. Are they okay and safe? I know you guys at Lloyd's don't do right. aftermarket stuff. They must be because there's millions of yeah. them on the road. So um, my recommendation is if your car is very complicated, be careful 
about putting an aftermarket one in. I I think the uh, for me personally, I probably would take it right to the dealership where it can be reprogrammed properly oh, okay. to to know that it's uh, that it has a remote. Uh, start in it. But at any rate, uh, I think they're fine, it, okay. especially if you have an an older, simple car. Uh, they work great. Tom at Lakeville wants to know, I have a 2009 Jeep Compass. Can I use E15 gas in it? I, you'd have to check your owner's your manual. manual. Actually, your yeah. owner's manual will tell you that. Also, oh, some, yeah. sometimes on the gas lid, on the cap itself or on the flap, do- you know, the door, well, the door closes, yeah, it'll right. say what, what the gas you should be. The octane rating and the amount of ethanol that's safe. So, uh, but E15, it, it's it's uh, not all that common. So you better better be careful before oh, okay. you do that. Check, right. do your research. 2007 Avalanche needs a quart and a half of oil after 1,500 miles. Should I be concerned? Well, you wish that it wasn't doing that, yeah. but if you uh, took it into the dealership for warranty, they would say that's just fine. I think that they say if it uses a quart of oil in 500 miles even or, or 1,000 miles, uh, it's that's normal wear, and it is uh, maybe you like I say you wish it wasn't doing it, but it certainly is not causing any damage, and it is a very small amount of oil to be getting in the engine. And what's happening is, as the engine wears somewhere, uh, it's allowing oil to get through a seal or the compression rings or somewhere, and a small amount of oil is being burned. And in 1,500 miles, that quantity of oil isn't going to hurt a thing. It's not going to hurt the converter. It's not going to hurt, uh, you know, uh, the the engine in any way. Um, so, no, you do not have to be concerned about it. But I understand why you wish that it didn't do that. Yeah, it's just I one guess. more thing you have to keep track of. I guess. Right. 2010 Equinox. The electric windows run very slowly when it gets colder. How can I get them to run better? You know. Would lubrication help? <laughs> it does, actually. Some clear silicone spray on that uh, fuzzy foam stuff on on the cha- the window channels uh, will help. And first of all, clean them. Take a, a, a rag and a screwdriver and uh, clean that fuzzy channel. You know what I'm talking oh, sure, about? That yeah. goes all the way around the window. Clean that. Uh, sometimes it's rubber. I guess there's there's some some of them are rubber, but uh, but a lot of them are that felt. And so clean it good before you do, and then spray some uh, clear silicone. Uh, spray on a rag and same thing, put a screwdriver or put the rag over the screwdriver and wipe all of that felt or, or rubber with, uh, with spray and they'll speed up and, you know, there, there's just more resistance. And, mm, okay. and also the, uh, the motor will run a little slower in the winter. So a little bit slower would be normal, but uh, certainly cleaning and lubricating the track will help. Okay. Let's go back to the phones. Then we'll grab more text messages. Tom is calling from Plymouth. With a question, go ahead, Tom. What's your question? Uh, thank you, um, long-time listener and first-time caller. Thank you. I uh, have a 2004 Honda CRV, and I'm calling about the antifreeze in it. It seems very low. Um, haven't, uh, don't see it. I think it might be blue. I'm wondering. I have some green ethylene glycol around. Can I just add that or? Can I mix colors of uh, uh, antifreeze, I guess, is my question. <laughs> I'm sure you can, but I don't. Uh, it seems unprofessional to me to do that. And uh, if you look at my, my workbench, Denny, you've seen this. I've got mm. five or six different 
brands and colors of coolant antifreeze. A uh, rainbow. Of colors that, that to, to take care of all the different cars. So that's, you know, I don't switch them. I probably don't think you should. Uh, the manufacturer puts a package, uh, um, you know, a package of, of additives with the L- ethylene uh, glycol and, uh, and dye, you know, the color, to fit their cars and uh, – so they and they want it that way. So I just think it's been it's best policy to stick with what you have and and uh, and use the right col- use safe. the right color. There you go, Tom. Thanks, David. You're going to be next. Hang on. We'll take a quick break here. Be right back with more uh, CCO's Car Care Show. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny along with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Uh, Dan, I know we've got a bunch of uh, text. Let's take David's call, and then I want to grab some text messages. We promised David. David, what's your question, please? Good morning. I have a 2012 GM pickup, uh, low miles. My right front tire uh, signifies it needs air. It's got 40 pounds in it. How do I get rid of the light? Well, check the other tires. (laughs) Oh, well. Just because, I mean, did you check all four tires? I, I just checked the two front. Yeah, because... When, on that model of car, when you rotate the tires, uh, unless you reprogram the tires, it doesn't know that uh, which tire is where. In, in other words, you need to identify where the four tires are, and you need to reprogram it every time you rotate the tires. Oh, interesting. If, if the shop didn't do that, which is very common that, that they wouldn't, then it's probably your rear tire that's actually low. So if you check uh, the rear tires, that'll probably take care of it. If not, and if you're sure that the air pressure is good in all four tires, then maybe you have a sensor problem uh, that needs attention. But I'll bet you'd have a low back tire. And we always like to recommend, too, to check if you have a spare. Oh, yeah, that's right, too. Because yeah. uh, Well, not so much on GM. Oh, I to- see. Toyota, I see. for sure, Okay, uh, they ha- they'll have five sensors. The spare tire will also have a sensor. And if the if – the, in fact, it was uh, – we just had one on a, on a uh, 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 Toyota and the it has one of those spare tire covers that are just about impossible to get off when they're <laughs> sure. cold, and so uh, we try we had to try and get that cover off to put air in the spare tire because that's what was causing. That's what was light causing interest. Yeah. That's a, it's a thought. Yeah. All right, David. Thank you. Uh, let's see. We have a bunch of texts. Uh, I parked the Mercedes. Texture says for the winter. Uh, should I overinflate the tires while it's parked? If so, by how much? Well, everybody does that. That's a very common thing to do, so that tires don't get a. A flat bottom on them, but uh, and I don't know that the air pressure will actually make much of a difference with that. But but a lot of people that store tires do that, and I, you know I'd overinflate it by ten pounds oh, okay. or something like that. Don't don't go uh, much over what the, if you look at the side of the tire. There's a maximum pressure, maybe it's forty five or something like that. I wouldn't go much over that. Oh, okay, but, but I think if you just uh, do that, it'll be fine. All right, uh, two thousand one Subaru Legacy L wagon. Texter says, it was told that when the tech rotated my tires, he bumped the power steering and somehow air got in there. I was told to just drive it and the air would work its way out. Is that correct? It's a little noisy and annoying. It could be correct. If you, if you, if you turn the wheels when it's on the hoist like that back and forth a few times, uh, it can aerate the fluid and... Uh, the flu and yes, uh, time will allow the bubbles to get out of that system, and uh, that should take care of the noise. If not, we have a fancy tool, and your shop probably does too, where you can apply vacuum to the power steering fluid to the reservoir, 
and uh, that causes the bubbles to get bigger and and uh, then the bubbles will float to the top and, and it'll happen more quickly. But but I think just time will take care of that. And we were talking about the, the texture about the storing of that particular vehicle. Uh, you haven't had uh, – you have – you store, if you want to call it that, yeah. your vehicle when you head out west from time to time. I do. I like, well, I, I, we missed our last month trip, so my vehicle's been stored at a storage lot near the airport for two months now. And, and I am wondering to myself, I hope it will be okay because I did nothing to prepare it for the storage. It's not a heated storage. No, it's not a heated storage. It's, it's outdoors, and so, which is fine. But, you know, you just wonder after two months, will the battery be sure. charged up and all that? So, uh, you know, my advice to people is if you're going to store your vehicle for a period of time, take some precaution. You know, make sure the pressures are up and the fluids are fine and, and all that sort of stuff. Store it with a full tank of gas. Okay. Uh, if it's going to be a really long time, put some gas stabilizer in there so that it'll uh, be fine. But I'll report back next week how mine how mine did for two months with no attention at all. Hope you don't have to call anybody. Well, I hope so too. We'll <laughs> see. Right. Uh, texter says this, Dan, uh, 2014 Chevy Silverado V6. Oil pressure about 60 to 70 on colder days. Last winter, Usually only about forty to fifty. Is sixty to seventy okay for a colder morning? Oil is uh, a new change with a recommended five W thirty. Yeah, that's fine. It, it, oil pressure will be higher when it's colder, and I wonder if you're just checking it on a colder morning than than other, or is your gauge uh, or sending unit off just a little bit? Is it changing a little bit? So keep an eye on it and. You know, pay attention to it. Uh, but if oil pressure should be uh, the highest in cold weather in the morning when you first start the vehicle. So oh. I would say that's normal. All right. Another texter says, let's see if I can find it here. It's a 2005 Ford Crown Vic, 140,000 miles on it. At highway speeds, the car seems to momentarily slip in and out of gear. Also happens at lower speeds, but uh, uh, lessened. Thanks for the help. Well, that's perhaps not good news. Uh, the first thing you want to do is check the fluid. And if the fluid is low or very dirty, uh, fill it up or have it changed and see if that helps. But if it's actually neutral, going into neutral, uh, I, I wonder if the fluid's not low because that would be the most common problem with that is uh, if the fluid's low. But if the fluid is not low and it's doing that, that's not a good sign. That's, I see they, that, That's kind of catastrophic. If I, I just noticed, and there was a P.S. here to that text. A texter says, they had just replaced my transmission mount at the same visit as the oil change and tire rotation. No, the mount wouldn't have anything to do Nothing with Nothing to do that's with That's external. That. That's just holding it in yeah. place. But, uh, yeah, but check, check the fluid. See if the fluid is low. I bet it is. Another comment about aftermarket remote starts, texter says... Uh, they're as good as the installer. Customers have to make sure they're installed correctly or it can be detrimental. That's a, that's a great, uh, great text. Thank you for that. I should have said that. That's uh, absolutely true. Be very careful who's installing it because if they do a sloppy job of installation, they can, it can cause some big problems with your car. 93 Dodge Dakota texture says, won't start, not spark or relay issue. What do I do next? <laughs> well, the the we call that cranks won't start. And in a crank won't start mode, uh, there's, you know, three or four or five ingredients that you need for the car to start. One's the battery, of course. Uh, you need spark. You need fuel. 
pressure. You need uh, fuel injector pulse. You need to be sure that the injectors are turning on. You need compression. The uh, that's an, any internal internal combustion engine runs off compression, and you need timing. It needs to be timed properly. And so, in a in a few if your car comes into our shop and it cranks over and won't start, that's what we check. That's where we start. We check all of the basic ingredients and find out which is missing. And there has to be one missing. And once you know what's missing, then you start down that path to uh, solve that problem. But as far as what's wrong with your car, I have no idea without going through without that, looking whole te- yeah, that, that whole test. We're test. almost out of time, Dan. Let's see if I can grab one more. 2002 Saturn going down the freeway. Tires sound like a jet engine. If I veer to the left, it goes away. Yeah, that's a wheel bearing. Wheel bearing, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a wheel bearing. You'd need to get that in uh, because that can be... Very serious if that bearing goes gets really bad. The, uh, the you know it can it can cause other damage. Yeah. So uh, so get that in and, and uh, get that wheel bearing replaced. For those uh, texts we didn't get to, I've printed them out. We're going to start the show next week with perfect. Them. That all right. Have a good trip uh, back and good luck with. with the, yeah, I hope my car starts. I hope it does. You'll have to report. Back. <laughs> How do we get in touch with Lloyd's though? Uh, give us a call next week at six five one two two eight one three. One six. We're expanding next week because our new technician Ryan starts. So we're we're excited about that. Say hi to Ryan. Good luck to Ryan. All right. Very good. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.